we are recording live the R-Dub experience with my man, KB. He'll be calling in. I sent him a link to connect. He'll be connecting soon, and we will be discussing LeBron James, his teammates, and today's NBA players. Are they soft compared to previous years, previous eras, the early 90s, the 80s? We're not even going to talk about the 70s, the drug years. That's another segment. Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. Oh, because the first time I just heard you talking to Candy. Oh, uh, Candy. Yeah, her name would be Candy, brother. Candy, girl. Uh, please, Condi. Don't, please don't do that again. <laughs> Why not, man? I will hang this phone up. Man, that's good stuff. No, but go back to what you were saying about LeBron. We recorded this. Live right now at uh, 10 12 5 19 2018. So, you're telling me that LeBron needs a special kind of player to acquiesce to who he is to win championships. Is that what you're telling me? All right, um, can you hear me now? I can hear you loud and clear. All right, I'm gonna switch over to my headset so that I can be a little bit more mobile. So, give me about 30 seconds here. It takes you 30 seconds to switch your headset? I never said I was the brightest one. Strangers in the night. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. All right. Um, basically, what I was saying is, um, all right, cool. Everything's set up good. All right, basically, what I was saying is this. Um, I guess let's do a little recap of what was going on. Um, initially, you were asking me about what did I think about uh, this playoff series between uh, the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, my initial response was, I really don't even give a damn. <laughs> right. And, right. Then, and then you start kind of like, well, you know. Well, hold on. Pause that. Why, why are you saying that right now? Because, you know, we've been watching basketball – for a long time. And, you know, when we were back in the IIT days, I mean, the Bulls, we were, we were riding around trying to find a place to watch the game. Right, I, I, right. I know, I know we had Jordan and everything, and it was Chicago. We had that, you know, uh, magic going right now. But why right now it's like I don't really care. I don't really watch games. Um, all right, so like you said, man, We've been watching these games for a long time, man. Um, you brought up our 
our college years that that's when you and I started watching games together uh, back in 92, I would say. Yeah. Um, but, but before that, you know, both of us were watching basketball. Uh, I've been watching it since I was a shorty, you know, with my father uh, being a, a Lakers fan and, you know, rooting for the 76ers. No, um, I, was, I, was, I was 76ers all the way. Mo Cheeks, baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Going back to Dr. J and them, man. The, the, so the, the Boston Strangler, Tony. Remember Andrew Tony? Yes, sir. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, you know, we're not, we not some young cats here, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm 45. I think you're about 43, 44 yourself. We've been watching these games for, for a long time, you know. We've seen, I won't say all the greats, because, you know, a lot of guys came before our time, but we've seen a great percentage of those that were making it into the top 50 or top 100 players. I would say we've seen at least 70% of those players, man, actually yep. play ball. Yep. And, and um, the deal is, is this, man, the caliber on which these guys played the game was a different type of caliber. Um, their approach to the game. And when I speak on this, I'm not really speaking physically. I'm mm. speaking mentally. Their mental approach to the game is so much different than what you see today. Today, the game is played like a game. And I'm not saying anything's necessarily wrong with that because it is a game. But the, but the, but the, 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 the perspective of, the, of today's player in the, you know, I won't even say, in, and I say in the post-Jordan era, the perspective has been this is a game, and it is a game. So it's not like they have the wrong perspective, but when you look at Jordan and go back in history and look at the game to all the great names we can mention, they didn't approach the game like a game. And that's why we call them heroes. If you notice, we don't call these dudes today who play the game, who are the best, who names we know, we don't call them heroes anymore. We don't look at LeBron James as a hero. We don't look at James Harden as a hero. We don't look at Chris Paul as a hero. We don't look at um, Steph Curry, Kevin Garnett as a hero. And the reason why is because they aren't doing anything that we deem to be heroic. They're just playing a game. And they're playing the game at what can be considered the highest level. So I'm not trying to take anything away from their play and what they're doing on the court and, you know, their performance. Because it is a great performance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's very entertaining. It's still, it's like, you know, these dudes are going, getting out here, going out here, and they are bigger, faster, stronger, um, more athletic, um, quicker. I mean, they, they have all of the superlatives um, over, you know, the previous gener- generations that have played the game. And I'm speaking in general. I'm not talking about, like, um, I'm talking about the average of all players during those periods. I'm not talking about like the greats. Because if you put Michael Jordan um, 
against uh, any of these guys, he's going to be just as strong, just as fast, and so on and so forth. If you put, um, you know, you look at a Charles Barkley, who played power forward at 6'4", back when the league, you know, was dominant with big men, you know, he had to be a high jumper, strong player, quicker and faster, and so on and so forth, for him to be effective in that role. So I'm not saying this to say that there weren't examples uh, physically of, you know, these guys who could move just as fast, jump just as high or whatever. I'm saying the names we don't really know, the names we don't celebrate, these guys are faster, taller, stronger, uh, move quicker, uh, jump higher, you know, and so on and so forth than the names of the guys we didn't really know back then. And so the game is entertaining. Um, it is still an extremely entertaining game. So I'm not trying to say that the game isn't as good anymore. In a lot of regards, better. Um, however, what's missing is the perspective of the players. Mm-hmm. When you look at Magic Johnson and you look at Larry Bird and all of these guys who names, you know, um, the team and um, I want to say his, I got to think of his, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I want to make sure I use the proper name. And you look at all of these guys. Their approach to the game was more of a life or death approach to the game. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't out there just scoring points. Right. They came to wage war. They came to do battle. Every game. Every game. And you saw that. They left it all on the court. You saw that. And they had a respect for each other. They had a mutual respect for each other, but they came to wage war. They came to do battle. Mm-hmm. And did, you, did you see that uh, 30 for 30 Celtics against uh, the Lakers? You know what? I have not watched that yet. Shame on me. Yeah, I need you, to watch you, it. You need to watch that because all that you're saying right now is wrapped up in that 30 for 30. I mean, you know. The Lakers and Celtics actually hated each other, dude. I mean, it was crazy. It wasn't no going out to dinner, shaking hands and hugging and kissing and, and Instagram, if Instagram was back then. But they were straight waging war against each other. And when they would lose, they would work on that game over the summer to get back at them. It wasn't nobody trying to join up with this team or that team. They was like, man, these are my guys and we're going to war. I think, well, a lot yeah. of, I think a lot of that is missing today. When you look at – right, let's, look, let's look at Michael Jordan, for an example. When you look at a player like Michael Jordan, um, I, I, I believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever. I believe he's the GOAT. And the reason I believe Michael is the GOAT has nothing to do with his finals appearances and how many he won and so on and so forth. Um, doesn't have anything to do with him leading the league. It's not the stats to me that make Michael the GOAT. Um, a lot of people, when they do this little argument between him and LeBron, they talk about the stats because Michael isn't playing anymore. 
And so you can't do a side-by-side comparison. Um, even if you go to YouTube and pull up video on Michael Jordan, there was no HD back then. The video doesn't look as good. You're like, I don't know how it looks so good when we were watching it at the time. But right. you go back to that same video, it looks horrible. So you watching the video of Michael Jordan, you watch the video of LeBron. LeBron just looks better because it is better. It's HD quality. Whereas we were using, I don't know, binary code back then. Or something. I don't know what the hell we were using. <laughs> but uh, so there's really no side-by-side comparison between these two guys in two totally different eras other than, because you can't use the eye test, other than stats. So that's why stats get thrown around so much. But here's one thing I've never heard anybody say. To me, this is what makes Michael Jordan the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan came in. When Michael Jordan came in the league, when he left college basketball, he wasn't even the best college basketball player. Mm-hmm. Technically, he wasn't even the best player on his team. He came out when the he, same year as Akeem, right? Um, he came out the same year as... That was the 84 draft, right? Yeah, was it Drexler? I think it was Drexler. I think he came out the same year as Clyde Drexler. Somebody picked Clyde Drexler before they picked Jordan. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Keep talking. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Let's look at that. that's what... Yeah, you look it up while I talk. Yeah, go ahead. And so, basically, he wasn't even the best person on his team. No, you got, um, it. You got it. Akeem was first, Sam Bowie was second, Jordan was third. Okay. Yeah, Clyde didn't come out that year, I don't think. No, he didn't come okay. out that year. Okay. I think I, – I don't know what, what happened. Maybe Clyde came out the year before or something like that. But somebody traded – it was a story out there I heard. I have to look that up and it, back up what I'm saying. No, what happened, Clyde Drexler was already in Portland. Clyde Drexler came out – because remember the uh, five slammer jammer? Right. Clyde Drexler was on that team. Right. All oh, right. He was. You know what it was? Portland didn't see a need to get Jordan because they already had Clyde Drexler. That's what. Exactly. So they that's picked. What it was. They picked Sam Bowie. Portland picked yeah. Sam Bowie. That's what it was. You're 100 percent right. That's what it was. I knew it was something like that. And they traded their pick or something like that um, because they were going to get Sam Bowie, who they didn't think was going to go that high anyway. So they traded their pick. Chicago took that trade, and ended up getting Jordan with it, and the rest is history. Okay. But so Jordan wasn't even, like, the best player in the draft that year. Um, Jordan came out early, um, and, you know, he came out when his stock was high, but he came out early. He was still a raw player. He still was kind of raw, you know. Mm-hmm. Rough, around, rough around the edges, like all college players. You know, it's very few college players that come out and they're just like a finished product. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, but Jordan, honestly speaking, on the premier teams, the better teams in the NBA, he wouldn't have been a starter on any of those teams. Um, he goes to Chicago and he's a starter because Chicago is basically starving, you know. Um, and he has to produce right away. Um, and so, you know, I watched Jordan at North Carolina, and 
I wasn't watching Jordan when I was watching North Carolina. That was the interesting thing about it. Like, I was watching North Carolina. You had with Sam Perkins and uh, James Worthy and so on and so forth. So I was watching North Carolina, but I wasn't watching Jordan at the time. I was watching North Carolina. So Jordan's first season coming in, I mean, cats who know basketball knew him, but he wasn't no big name. Right. You know, Jordan made the name for himself during his first season because he was he was quick, he was fast, and he was athletic as hell. He couldn't shoot a jump shot worth shit. Even though they keep showing him winning the game winning shot for North Carolina. That could have went took, that that could have went either way. <laughs> yeah. That could have gone either way. Only he only took that shot because all of their players who normally would take that shot were covered. And they, um, they, I think they double. He was open because I think they sagged back and doubled down on James Worthy. Right. You know, and so he was open. He got the shot and he hit the shot. Uh, and it was a great shot. It was a great moment. But you know, Jordan, you know, wasn't nothing special, really. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, like you know, like these other names that we knew in college. Jordan blossomed while he was in the NBA right before our eyes. And he didn't do it all at one time. He did it season by season. So his first, what, eight seasons was it in the NBA? Was him, he was balling, don't get me wrong, because he was leading the league in scoring. Like, so I just created every year. Website for Wix. Like the only sure year that he didn't, Lead the league in scoring might have been his first year. He led the league in scoring, so everybody knew he could score. But they start to criticize the other parts of his game, especially as his team started to make the playoffs and were getting exited early out the playoffs. You know, he was this exciting player that I was ready to watch, but they that was great to watch. But they were saying, look, he's not going to win a championship because he can't do this, he can't do that. And what Jordan did which made him the GOAT to me is every season that he did not win a championship in the offseason, whatever the criticism was about him, he went and worked on that in the offseason so, quietly and came back that next season, if not the best at that thing that he got criticized, one of the best. Yep. And he did that. You, you, you mentioned his jump shot. Jordan became early, later in his career. He was deadly with his jumper. Exactly. So and Georgetown was playing a two-three zone. I just pulled it up on uh, YouTube. They they were playing a two-three zone, and Jordan went over in the corner. Patrick Ewan and I believe Reggie Williams was sagging off. Um, Jordan in the corner in the two-three zone, and they was doubling down on. Um, James Worthy. So that's why he was open for that time and they swung the ball around. Matt Doherty swung it around to Jordan and he hit that shot. So he basically just hit an open jumper. Well, he just hit an open jumper. That won the championship, so. <laughs> well, it won a, a championship, but at the end of the day, it's an open jumper, right? With Uncontested. Jumper uncontested won, shot. Uncontested, yeah. uncontested jumper that won the championship. Okay, thank you. Can we can we actually describe this? Here? <laughs> you know what I'm right, you know what I'm saying? You sound like the uh, barber and coming to America and shit. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, rip, rip reason. 
What are we gonna do with reparations? <laughs> right. <laughs> but but uh, that that's actually me- me- missing, right? So think about what you just said about Jordan. Every year he worked every summer on that game that was weak. That part of his game was weak. And I don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you have that level of commitment like that with these players today because everybody's on social media. Everybody's, you know, taking great vacations, chilling because let's face it, the money is better, right? A bench player can get five million dollars a year contract and never never even see the, the court. Back in the day, <laughs> five million hey. that was possibly the top guy. You say a what kind of player? A bench player. Oh, bench. Okay, I thought you said a bitch player. <laughs> <laughs> a who player? A bitch player. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Okay, all right, hold on, brother. Bench. No, bench player. You about to get us canceled before we even get started. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bench player. So, what, if you got $5 million in your bank account and you never even, you just go to practice and warm up, I mean, eh, how hard you going to really work? Right. Well, look, this is the thing, though. And saying everything I was saying, I started with this point. The mentality of the players. The players back then were going to war. The reason why Jordan was working every offseason to better his game is because he viewed it. He viewed that last season as a war. Mm-hmm. And, he view, and he viewed the games as battles. And so in his mind, by not winning the championship, his team lost the war. So now, just like if you look at our, our, our uh, you know, our men that wear the uniform that uh, go out here and fight for, you know, our freedoms and liberties here in the United States, if they train. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They they train and they become experts at what they do. And you see them, they're always training. I don't know if, you know, if uh, you or anyone listening knows this, but they're always training, you know, especially these special forces guys. The special forces guys, they're always identifying their, their own weak points. And they go train to strengthen up, you know, those areas that they are weak in. And, you know, as far as I know, Michael Jordan was never in the military, but that's the philosophy that he's operating in, like one of these special forces guys, you know, that are always training. If they're not, if they're not in battle fighting, waging war, then they're training. They're preparing for it. And that's, you know, that's how you do when you have that mentality of, you know, I got to do battle. I, you know, we're waging war. You want to be at your best at all times. And your best is a continual mark. You know, it's not you reach it and then you're just there and you stay stagnant. No, you can always better your best. And that's what Jordan did every season, man. So- and what made, what made him the GOAT, it wasn't just that. It was that even after he won the championship, he continued that behavior, man. 
Well, LeBron is LeBron, and I think Jordan is Jordan. But I'm going to throw a wrinkle in the game that's near and dear to you. Black Mamba, baby. What you think about him? I think the comparison should be <laughs> between Jordan and Black Mamba, be, Black Mamba before uh, LeBron. Um, all right. Well, you know, anybody that listens to this, uh, the three listeners we're going to have, <laughs> um, <laughs> if they don't know me, they won't know that I have this affinity for Kobe Bryant. Um, in the history of basketball, Kobe Bryant is definitely in my top five. You still there, Ron? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Kobe Bryant is definitely in my top five. And, um, you know, you can feel the way you want to feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, what you choking up crying for, man? Just... <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. I love, I love Kobe, man. I love, I love me some Kobe. <laughs> um, and I'm not speaking to anything off the court. Um, right. Just no, as this, when this, I say, this is pure basketball. Yeah. Just as when I say, um, I think Michael Jordan's the goat. It, I'm talking about his on court performance. What I saw on the court. You know, I'm not criticizing him, but looking at him as a total man. And the decisions that he made, personal decisions that he made. Um, if I were to do that, then I probably would be extremely critical of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Right. But that's not what we're here to do. Nope. Um, we, we, we're here to talk about pure basketball. basketball. Pure basketball. Yeah. But I just wanted to get that out there in case somebody wanted to try to um, move the goalposts. You know what I'm saying? So they can right. score. They can get a score. They want to get a score. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really respect either one of them in their personal life. But we're not talking about that personal life. We're talking about basketball. Right. So, Kobe Bryant, to me, um, is never going to get the accolade that I feel he deserves simply because Kobe Bryant um, modeled his game after Jordan. And when I say modeled, uh, some would even say he stole his game. <laughs> Stole, model, and I mean, I'm not, but what, what was the end result of it? Well, no, I'm, I'm building to a point okay. here. And so, you know, I'm not looking at him and judging whether he was a thief or not. Again, I'm judging what I saw on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't really, what did you do on the court? And the only reason I brought up what Jordan did off the court in off seasons as far as him improving his game is because it had effect on what he did on the court directly. And we saw that as far as him and his accomplishments. So that's the only reason I bring that up. Kobe Bryant, to me, um, did model his game after Jordan, did steal, did whatever you want to say. He did all of that. But – he did it extremely well. And there were other people who tried to do it and couldn't do it. Kobe Bryant had all the assets you needed to do that. And he did do it. And he did it extremely well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, I love Kobe Bryant. I think he is, like I said, top five great, easily top ten great in my book. Um, I think that the comparison between him and Jordan is much more warranted than him and LeBron, but that's because they were the same type of player. 
LeBron, honestly speaking, if you want to draw a comparison, I would say um, Pippen would be more of a comparison to Le- LeBron. Would be more of a comparison to Pippen as far as style of game, right? Um, ma- you know, Magic um, as far as style of game played would be those guys. Obviously, LeBron is a little bit more physically dominant than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I would say, you know. Um, but get into a three-way argument between Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron because it's not necessary. Nobody is trying to have that argument. Um, do I think Kobe's better than LeBron? Uh, I don't know if he's better or not, but if I was put together a team, I would pick Kobe before I pick LeBron for my team. And basically pick Jordan. That, that just goes without saying. So you, we, we, we got well, two yeah, minutes. I mean, we, we run a 30-minute segment, so we'll, we'll come back next week. But your top five, you mentioned your top five all-time, any era, top five basketball players. You go with yours. I'm going to go with mine. And then we're going to end it that way. Mm. That's, that, that, man, that is so rough to do. Um, all right, so I'm just going to do it by position. Okay. And um, whew, that's so tough to do. Like especially on the especially on the spot. Um, okay, let me start with with the back with the front court. Center. Um, I'm gonna have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as my center. Okay. Um, there are a lot of other good centers out there historically, but I think he was the most unstoppable center I've ever seen. Um, he wasn't the most dominant, mm-hmm. but he was the most unstoppable. Um, he had great defense, blocked a lot of shots, got a lot of rebounds. That's what I expect from my big men. And then off side, on the offensive side of things, again, a lot of rebounds. And that's Skyhook, man. You know, we never saw it before. We haven't seen it after. And nobody can do anything with that Skyhook. You know, when I saw the Skyhook, he would shoot the Skyhook from the free throw, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, with defenders all over him, like nobody could stop that damn skyhook, and it was a, it was it was pass effective. It was extremely effective. Um, so I'm going to have to pick um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar um, for center, power forward. Come <sighs> on, <No>, man. <laughs> Power right, power forward. Uh, go ahead, and give me Tim Duncan at the power forward. I like forward, that bit. The big, the big, yeah, the give big me Tim Duncan. All right, who's who's your who's your three? Yeah. Oh my God, you are killing me here. <laughs> who's your three, baby? Um, you know, I gotta go. I'm gonna have to go. 
All right, my three. This is my three. I'm not saying. No, this is your pick. Yeah, I'm gonna say, give me, uh, give me, give me Oscar Robinson at the three, okay. bro. I like that. Give me Oscar. Give me the big old at the three. Double. All right. We. I mean, do we yeah. need to ask for two? We just need to go to the one. <laughs> you don't even need to ask what's the two, who the two is. Just go to the one. Oh. Everybody's number. Starting for you, Chicago. <laughs> who you got? The point guard. Who you got? The shooting guard from North Carolina. <laughs> number twenty-three, Michael. <laughs> That's how it used to sound in the old stadium, oh, yeah. boy. I know oh, you yeah. remember that. The old stadium was oh, beautiful. Beautiful thing. Yeah, I, you know it's interesting. Um, Right before you asked me to say my five and poured me a nice glass of Jack Daniels single barrel select. <laughs> um, Kenwood barrel number 16, and I lit up a Tatsuwahe skinny monster. I would have to look at the box to know exactly which one this is. It's the, it's, it's the light green uh, right. label with the, uh, with the lime green writing on it, well, as I, if as anybody's I, into as cigars. As I sip on my uh, coffee. Um, McDonald's, <laughs> three creams, three I'm sugars. So, right, <laughs> right. I was supposed to be doing some yard well, we, work, we, but we're we wrapping up. You know. So, what's your number one? We we got we got the center. We got uh, uh, Kareem. We got the big O at the four. No, the who we have is the four. Tim Duncan at the three. We got Tim uh, Duncan, the big O, Oscar Robinson. Two, we got George. Who's the point guard? Yes, sir. You know, the point guard is a very important position to bring it all together and to wrap it all up. Um, You need someone who can distribute the ball, uh, play good defense, um, you know, and have those intangibles to bring a team together, you know, to solidify the team. They're going to control the pace of the game, uh, at at least on the offensive side of the court. And so, uh, with the team I, I have selected, I'm going. I'm not going like top five players all the time. I'm going with the right. team that I'm putting together. With the, with the team that mm. I have selected, uh, give me Gary Payton at the one. Wow, bro. the glove. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that pick. Well, I'm gonna I'm go. Give me Gary Payton. I'm gonna go with the center. I gotta go with Bill Russell. He had the most championships. Yeah. He was the most consistent. Uh, when people talk about rings, this, this guy had 11. So, Bill Russell? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that Bill Russell uh, would be a little under. You, you he was good size for when he played. You said what? I think that Bill Russell is, was a good size center for when he played, but I think when you talk all the time, he ended up being no, undersized. I, so personally, no, I'm, if I'm I went talking to, about this, is my five now, right? I'm rolling with my five. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we rolling with who we want. Who we, <laughs> we went from top five to a, a starting five. So I'm putting together Bill Russell at the four. Okay. Um, I mean, who could you really put at the four other than, you know, I had to steal yours, Tim Duncan. I mean, that dude was Mr. Consistent. 
He wasn't flashy, but he got stuff done. Day in, day out. Okay, day well, championship well, after well championship I tell you what, then. Tim Duncan. I tell you what, then. I'm going to give you Tim Duncan because we're going to get on the video game and put these two teams against each other, and I don't want a, the same player playing against himself. You take Tim Duncan, I'm going to change my four to Akeem Olajuwon. I'm putting Akeem Olajuwon at the four. I didn't know if he played. I was, going, I was thinking the dream, but I didn't know if he was a four or five. So, I, he, I mean, he played most of his career at the five, okay, but he played so some four I'll, too. I'll give you Akeem. Um, three. You have the big O for your three. Man, I got to go with, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I I watched too much of it, and I saw him develop. Scotty, Scotty Pippen. Man. Yeah. It was so hard Scottie for me not Pippen, to choose Scotty Pippen, bro. And he learned from the best. <laughs> he was right. battling the best every day in practice. So I got Scotty at the three. I got Jordan, obviously, at the two. And, man. All right, look. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to do it again. Go ahead, take Jordan. Because I want two different no, things. No. You go ahead, take no, no. Jordan. No, no, hold on there, that. Hold on there, and I'll let you insert Jordan, your 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 substitute for Jordan. But Scotty at the three, Jordan at the two, and man, I don't know. You, I mean, I, they set their personal differences aside and come together for the common good of just winning, man. Right, I was ain't thinking no, about him too, dude. I know what you're gonna say. Zeke, baby. Ain't nobody can go with man, dude. <laughs> nobody better than Zeke at that position. But because I chose Jordan, I couldn't yeah, choose Zeke. I went aside, with uh, Zeke. The way he ran the Pistons, dude, unbelievable. I mean, that's... now obviously, obviously this this is your dream team. But in the real world, <laughs> that shit would never work, man. That's why I said. That, I, that's why I put the disclosure there. Put their differences aside. Zeke, Jordan in the backcourt, Pippen at the three on the wing. We got Tim Duncan, and the last one is Bill Russell. So, hey, I know you got to do some yard work. Let's wrap up. This is the first one of many. Rough. We just jumped on here. Um, but I'll chop it up. And uh, Can, I, can I be honest with you, man? I got a glass full of whiskey and I lit a cigar, man. I know y'all work about to get done. You're a fool, man. All right. We'll sit here and watch this yard grow. Well, enjoy your cigar and whiskey, and uh, we'll chop it up next week. <laughs>